Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking up with a new devotional on the Bible app titled, Teach Us to Pray. Mm-hmm. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick up with the Devo. But first. But first, <laughs> I love the way that looked on YouTube. <laughs> um, we just want to remind you guys that it's that time of year, baby. Let's go. I'm so excited. It's our third annual 12 Days of Christmas giveaway. It's going to start on December 14th and run up until Christmas. And, you know, Tori and I are aware that the 12 days of Christmas is actually after Christmas, but this helps us get everything done before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We're going to be giving away things like, well, we haven't finalized the list. There's a lot of different things. Everything <clears throat> from like gift cards to Bibles to Nespresso's yeah. to something that's in the works behind the scenes that y'all want to soon that you'll have free. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> so just keep just keep up to speed with us on that. We're going to be mentioning it more and more over the next seven days mm-hmm. um, on how to enter, how to be registered, what items there will be available, all the fun stuff. So just wanted to mention that to get excited about it. It's one of our favorite times of the year. So hey. the scripture is Luke chapter 11, verse 1, and it says this. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of the disciples came up to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. The devotional says this, prayer can be showy. You've probably been in prayer gatherings where someone prays a long prayer using flowery language. Prayer is not entertainment. It's a time of fellowship with God. I know you can pray anywhere, but there is something about having a place where we pray regularly. As I grew in my newfound zeal for prayer, I began to find myself really looking forward to my prayer times, sensing I was really meeting with the Father. The room in which I prayed becomes synonymous with those times, and I would go to the room expectant that I was going to meet with God. The result was that I approached my personal prayer times with faith. Praying for a long time, usually many words or repetition, doesn't mean we are more likely to get God's attention. I really don't know why we feel that God will hear us more clearly like that. This scripture makes it clear that it's not about words, length, or repetition, because God knows anyway. It's about the quality, the right heart attitude, concentrating on what we're doing, trying to live a life that doesn't contradict our prayer life, not quantity. Let me explain 3D praying to you. The three Ds stand for desire, discipline, and delight. First, you cannot bypass this starting point. There needs to be desire. Desire to be a person of prayer. Without that desire, nothing will ever change. You can't force the desire, but you can ask God to plant that in you by his spirit. Second, it requires discipline. Actually, you could double the D and make it a daily discipline. This is the hard part, as you've probably already discovered. But I want to assure you that as you face the discipline, it gets a lot easier. You'll find the third D eases it considerably. The third is delight. Yes, truly prayer has become a delight for me. Spending time with the Father, opening up my life, with its ups and downs, hearing what he has to say to me, what's not to like. That means that I can look forward to praying, making my way towards the place where I usually pray. I'm actually expectant that I'll meet God during that time. What a change. It's delightful. 
Yeah, I think the thing I want to talk about in this devotional quickly is having purity of heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably been my biggest challenge in prayer is I know a lot of my prayers are selfish. <clears throat> a lot of them are for my will, for the things I want, which is, I guess, normal because, you know, you are you and you think about you and you think about future you and you want things to help future you. And like, that's all very normal. But what I realized was, is that I, because I noticed that kind of selfish nature kind of roll up and I would be in prayer and I would be like, oh, well, God wouldn't answer that because that's just for me. Right. And then I started to lean towards not praying because I was like, well, God, you know that I'm just going to ask for these selfish things. And it all kind of was centered around what am I getting? And then because I was just trying to say, well, God's good and he'll figure it out. Then I, I, I lost that intimacy because I wasn't seeing prayers more than just asking for things like delighting in the Lord. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I've done to actually help this, and it's like the easiest trick ever, like trick is it's the easiest practice ever is apologize to God for, for any selfishness in your prayers. Yeah. And literally my prayers are like, God, if anything is not, that's, it's not coming from purity of heart, don't give that to me, Lord. Mm -hmm. But I want to be able to talk to you. I want to be able to, to confess to you and ask for whatever we need or want. Mm -hmm. But I also want to confess that a lot of the things in my heart are coming from a selfish area. And so if, if they're not pure, then Lord, like strike them away and help me to not desire those things that aren't good for me from your perspective, not from my perspective. And that was something that really helped me is because it's almost like with Micah, Micah always tries to touch our stove and he will freak out if you, (laughs) if you take him away from it. And now he also loves our outlets and when you pull him away from an outlet, and we have little out, outlet c- covers and everything, he just loses it. And we're like, well, Bubba, that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be that. And so often that's us in our prayer life. We're just like so upset that things aren't going the way that we want. But that may not be a good thing for us at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's something so special about getting that deeper intimacy with the Lord, where it's not yeah. just about what am I getting, but it's about mm-hmm. this experience with a person, this right. experience with Jesus sitting down with the Father mm-hmm. and allowing him to minister to your heart and yeah. soften your heart and get, take out that heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh where you can be vulnerable with him. And there's just so much more. And um, and I was letting my, my uh, situational specific needs keep me from experiencing a deeper spiritual connection. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about this topic for days. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many days, but I will have to say just one kind of side thought when you're talking about like the outlet and the stove with Micah and it's like, it's not good for him right now. And we, as his parents know that, but when he grows in maturity, he will learn that those outlets are actually a great thing. They're a great invention. They're going to power things in your life. The stove, great invention. You know, you can make food, you can nourish your body. It's a good thing. But for his life right now, it's actually dangerous. Just like we talk about sex. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, not good when you're not married, great when you are. And so there's things and there's times. And I think that's the beautiful thing about God is when we're praying and he gives us answers, even when it's like a no, it could just be a no right now. Like maybe there's something that needs to be grown in you before that's actually going to be good for your life. But back to the prayer space, um, this is something I feel like is so vitally important because I think that we overcomplicate it. We think that it needs to be this beautiful, 
I have everything laid out. I have my worship music on. It's like this Pinterest or Instagrammable moment. And it stops us sometimes from entering his throne room in the everyday mundane moments of our life as well. Now, I will say the importance of having a specific time and a specific place is also very important because of kind of what he was saying right here. It's like you come with expectancy and you come to this particular place without distraction. So we can be praying all day long, but I also think it's really important to have that appointment with Jesus to say, you know what? The you know what, Lord, there's so many other things that end up on my calendar that I will prioritize and make space for in my life. But where in my calendar does it look like I'm prioritizing time and space with you? And I think that should be a conviction for us or a call up for us. And man, I want to make appointments with Jesus every single day where it could literally be a spot on your floor in your apartment where you're like, that's where I'm going to bow my head. That's where I'm going to get on my knees. That's where I'm going to meet with Jesus without my phone and without distractions. Because I know that if I make an appointment with Jesus, he's not going to cancel that appointment. He is going to show up. The question is, are we going to show up? Are we going to have the desire to meet him there, to open our heart to him, to ask him the hard questions and have a heart that's receptive to sit there and wait and listen for what he has to say. And I think about this so often, it's like we have access to the throne room of God, the throne room of God. He has given us access and he is excited. He is delighted to meet with us how in the world are we not mm-hmm. delighted to meet with him? Like this morning, I was just looking at Micah. He was just sitting on the floor playing. And and I just noticed I was just looking at him smiling because he's my kid. He wasn't literally, he wasn't doing mm-hmm. anything. He was just sitting there eating his little teether. And it was like, man, I could tell that my face was like lit up just looking at him. And that's how the father looks at you. His face shines upon you. He looks at you with adoration. And so if that notion doesn't drive you into his presence, I don't know what will. But today I really encourage you, like in that prayer time, like think about the father just smiling at you. Like he Mm. loves you. He adores you with an everlasting love that is so perfect we can't even understand it because we can't experience it here on earth we can only experience that kind of perfect love with him and we all desire that right and so it's like we run to so many other things to try to find it when he is sitting there waiting for you in that spot yeah i think it could be cool to almost like come up with like a list of like I guess, prompts or questions to sit there during that appointed time mm-hmm. and ask God and lit and listen. Cause I know that sometimes it can be kind of daunting for a lot of us. And one of the questions that I ask God and either quick prayers or we're more dedicated prayer time is like, what are you doing? <laughs> Not like in a accusatory way, like, what are you doing right now? But like, what are you doing? Like, okay, clearly something is off happening here. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Cause we sometimes fall into that trap that I believe is a lie from the enemy, which is God is not doing anything Mm -hmm. because he's not doing the thing you want him to do. 
And so I like to ask, well, God, what are you doing? And open my eyes to see that. And that's helped me a lot in, in my journey. So I'm excited for the next few days yeah. of the this this prayer devotional. But are you ready to pray sent out? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for being you, Father. We thank you that we can call you Father, that you call us children, that you look at us with adoration and love and mercy and empathy and joy, Father. I pray today that as we are in your presence, we would seek to see your face, that we would come to you in purity of heart and just delight in who you are, that we would sit in adoration of you, that we get to worship you, that we get to pray, that we get to be with you, Father, that you sent your son to die for us so that we could be in communion with you, Father. Would we meditate on that today and would we let it fuel our life today, Father? We want to be powerful prayer warriors, Father. Would you help us uncomplicate what that looks like Would you help us be strategic? Would you give us the discipline to make the appointment and not cancel it, to show up and to come expectant? Because God, we know that you are trustworthy. Father, we can trust you. Lord, we love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When I was that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. I'm talking to you tomorrow. Sayonara. Sayonara.